0: what's up everybody this is the first episode of the bumpin feed with craig g i am your host craig gorbeck i'm a lifelong professional wrestling fan i will dive into everything professional wrestling news history um becoming events i'll do you know professional wrestling profiles on you know wrestlers you know yes i said wrestlers Um, everything in between. I'm just a normal, simple, blue-collar fan, and I just figured this is the time and place to let my voice be heard on everything pro wrestling. So stay tuned. There'll be more episodes. It'll be a weekly episode. Um, Yeah, man, I'm just super excited to get this thing started. You know, to start off the whole podcast, I mean, how's everybody doing with the the coronavirus stuff. Quarantine, everybody good? It is crazy out there. So, for a lot of you that don't know, um, I drive trucks for for a seasonal job. And I tell you what, I was on the road Sunday. (laughs) It felt like a movie scene. Like It was crazy. There was nobody on the road, not a soul like, I drove two hours um, and to shuttle a truck to a guy and then take the empty one back. And I literally saw three vehicles on the road for two hours. It felt like it was out of a movie scene. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe how little people were on the road. And I live in Washington State, you know, and it's just crazy, man, crazy, 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 I cannot. I mean, it just felt so weird, and I was on the road today, there was a lot more people out, but it just felt a little bit more normal, but it just felt super eerie, like, you know, everybody was just, uh, just, it felt weird, man, it felt weird, it felt like, I mean, I can't, put words to describe the feeling, it was just such a weird feeling of, um, like, like I said, it felt like you were in a movie, it felt like you were in a movie, like a scary movie, like, you're just driving your only person on the road, and, like, you're just trying for survival, it's just, it was crazy, man, so, Anyway, I hope everybody's doing well with this whole COVID-19, coronavirus, novel coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I hope everybody's healthy, um, everybody's happy. You know, I think it's the best time for all of us wrestling fans or just people in general to come together and enjoy what, you know, really makes you happy. And I think, you know, this is, like I said, this is the first episode of The bump and Feed. Man, I, it's just, I just something I've always wanted to do. I love podcasts, and I always thought, you know, I could do one. I mean, <clears throat> I think this this would be great for me. I think it would be a great avenue to express myself, and uh, like I say, I will tell everybody I am just a fan. I have my ring. Experience is hitting the ropes and taking a, f- a few flat back bumps. Um, no, I'm not a professional wrestler, um, as much as I've always wanted to be one. Some medical issues prevented me from doing that. But why not cover, you know, something that I love dearly? You know, I love professional wrestling. I love everything about it. Um, I think, to start off, kind of one of the reasons why, like, it was a place, it's something I could go to. Um, in my childhood when things were kind of dark and I could always just turn on, like, I put on a VHS tape and watch Hulk Hogan or, you know, even when I got older, like Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart or, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. It's something I could always escape to. And even to this day, you know, when, you know, like life happens, man, I turn on wrestling. I turn on wrestling. It... It's such a great, you know, just avenue to get out and uh, just get lost in the WWE universe or uh, AEW or New Japan or whatever. I think it's just awesome way to just get lost for a few hours, and especially with the network. I mean, God, I could sit here and watch just old matches of you know um, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. I kind of really got into that whole rivalry there. For a couple days, and I was watching Ciampa and Gargano, then watching some AEW stuff on YouTube, which has been great. Um, Excuse me. And, um, yeah, I just think it's been... um, Right now, for pro wrestling fans, I don't think there's a better time. But I think the... I mean, the first thing I want to talk about is WrestleMania 36. You know... Let's just get into it, man. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to go through every match. I'm just going to kind of go through an outline of, you know, everything, um, that I the the things that I took away from it, what I was expecting, what I wasn't expecting, and everything with WrestleMania 36. Um, dude, I was super pumped for it before the whole COVID thing. I mean, I, I was really pumped for it. Um, Return of Edge Um The return of You know The Undertaker Him and AJ The return of John Cena I mean everything I mean I was super pumped for that And You know This whole damn coronavirus Thing happens and Just Spoiled the fucking party (laughs) <laughs> Spoiled the fucking party. Uh, I mean, I, I I stopped watching. I mean, I just, like, I watched the first Raw that with, you know, no f- f- fans. I'm like, hey, how, how can you have a match? Like, how, you know, from everything I've gathered from listening to podcasts, what would it be something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson? Shout out to those guys. If you guys don't know, check them out. The best wrestling podcast going. I don't care what anybody says to me. It is the best wrestling podcast. I love Talk is Jericho as well. Um, Stone Cold's podcast. Shout out to Stone Cold. Shout out to Jericho. Um, And everything I've heard, like they base a lot of their matches on crowd reaction. And obviously... Nowadays, it's a little more scripted. But... um, you know, still, like, you think AJ and Taker are going to have a scripted match? No. You think Bray and or The Fiend and John Cena are going to have a scripted match? No. I mean, it was just hard to, you know, wrap my brain around watching WrestleMania with no fans. And because that's, like, what, I mean, I was waiting to see Edge come out, like, the big entrance and oh my god what's he gonna do then john and what what's the feed's entrance gonna be like you know what's taker's entrance gonna be like what's aj's um you know rhea ripley and charlotte i mean oh i mean everything i was just super bummed super bummed like i was like dude i I can't get into it can't get into this I, i mean i'd watch raw here and there You know, the build-up, I was super into the Randy-Edge build-up. I just felt like those guys are hitting something that's very personal. You know, they kind of delved into Randy's, you know, personal issues, I should say. His personal problems. Which, you know, I think it's, to hear about Edge, kind of taking a liking to him and trying to help him, Get out of that that hole that he dug himself. I think that's I think that's cause speaks volume about Edge, and it just kind of speaks the volume of their kind of friendship. I didn't realize they were that close. Um, I knew they were friends, but I didn't realize they were pretty close. And even in podcasts, I mean, you don't really hear. I mean, I knew he was, uh, Orton was on. Uh, um, uh, Pot of Austin was with uh, uh, you know Edge and Christian. Uh, pfft. I I didn't know they were that close, and you could kind of, I mean, I know it was, of it could have been for story, but I really felt like these guys are really good friends, or they were, now they're fighting for something, you know, you know, that's personal or whatever, and I, I think Edge probably felt super comfortable coming back, if he does come back with, it has to be Randy, you know, that's, why not? I mean I've I've always felt Randy Orton's one of the best workers ever. You know, I don't I can't find an I don't I don't think I could find another worker that's better than Randy. Um I you know what I mean, like I mean he's up there. He's up there with some of the best. Um uh, I mean uh, he's not the best worker of all time, no, but the dude always has solid matches. You know, and I was like, I was looking forward also to um, Roman and Goldberg. I was like, wow, that's gonna be interesting. I mean, I know it's gonna be not a long match, but you know, Roman will make it good as much shit as fans give him. I don't know why. I really don't. Look, I'm super pro wrestling fan. You know, like I like, but I understand Roman. I understand his character. I think he's one of the best guys going right now. I can't find... uh, I mean, too many guys that garner that type of, you know, reaction. And that's what Pro Wrestling is based on, you know, ladies and gentlemen, is reaction. And... You know, he, he, he garners a reaction. And I, I really liked, I admire the guy. You know, at first I was like, eh, you know, let's see what this, I mean, dude, this guy's not going to work. People are just, it's just forcing him down everybody's throat, but you know, he's really grown on me. I thought, I mean, I really thought he was. I still think he's a great worker. I mean, guy has good matches, man. He really has good matches. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that have better matches than him. There's not. I mean, I mean in the WWE, I mean, there's really not a lot of guys that have his caliber of um you know, just athleticism and I think he sells well he sells well with, with his eyes his facial features um I think Roman's great I mean I really do I mean I just don't know why the fans just don't get behind him yeah he doesn't talk much but you know neither Goldberg you know they're so much alike I really think they're a lot alike except Roman has way more ability in the ring um i and, you know, I'm not trying to knock on Goldberg. I never was a big Goldberg fan, even, you know, in the Monday Night Wars. Because, dude, Monday Night Wars, I was straight WWF. Yes, WWF at that time. And I never once, <laughs> I never once. It's like, ah, I'm not watching WCW. That's, ah, uh, damn, that's crass. I'm not watching that. My viz impersonation. Um. You know, I, I never, I just was never really into it. I mean, I, I watched the NWO stuff. I thought it was cool. But I never really, and Sting was pretty cool, so. I mean, I wouldn't say I'd never watched it, but I wasn't like, well, yeah. You know, I was watching the Monday Night Wars with my dad. My dad, you know, flipped back and forth to each channel. So I got to watch it. I mean, I kind of was like, oh, man, Sting's character is pretty cool. I really like that dark, you know, those characters. Um... Uh, you know, the NWO thing was super, you know, sweet, as you used to call it. Um uh, but you know, it just but getting back to him and uh Roman, Goldberg and Roman, pronouns pal, shout out to uh something to wrestle with. Um you know, I uh I was kinda like, ah, it's just gonna be really cool. You know, I think it's gonna it might be just a real quick match. But, you know, I was looking forward to it. I was looking. I was looking for almost every every match on that card. I was looking forward to every one. So you know, get to Mania. My buddy, one of my best friends, says, "Hey man, did you watch Mania?" I'm like, oh I I got to through like part one." Um, and I'm not gonna lie, fast forward through a lot of it. Um, I didn't really get into each match. It was hard, but I tell you, the things that stole it for me was the boneyard match. With AJ and Taker. And the Firefly. Firefly um, easy for somebody else to say. Funhouse match with The Fiend and John Cena. I thought those were masterfully done. Given the circumstances. Uh, the COVID-19. All that stuff. That was a masterpiece. I mean... You know, I've I've got a chance to talk to some some wrestling fans that were like, "Oh man, I if I want to watch a movie, I'll just watch a movie. I want to watch a wrestling match." I get it. I get that, you know, like, "Hey man, I want to watch a wrestling match." But I thought it was great. I mean, look, you're this is entertainment. You know, everything about wrestling is entertainment. Is there athleticism and there's uh, athletics? Yeah, there is. I think there's some of the best athletes in the world. Um, But you're still watching entertainment. You're still watching, you know, um, just great athletes going going after a goal, right? I mean, that's, to me, the old school uh, wrestling fan, I mean, I'm still trying to watch two guys. Okay, what are they? What are they competing for? Competing for a title? Is it a personal issue like Champa and Gargano? Is it personal like you know Sean and Chris Jericho in 2000? Was it nine 2010? Um, or are they just are they just chasing after a championship like Rock Austin WrestleMania 17? But it was personal too. Um, you know there's got to be an issue and you know AJ and Taker that was a personal issue AJ brought you know Taker's wife and made got her involved into it so um i just i i think anytime you go personal you go to the personal route there's only a few guys in the business right now that make things personal Cena's one of them The Fiend Has been doing a little bit more personal stuff. Um, Jericho. And I also think AJ. And Taker. They have been making things personal. They've been bringing things out in their personal life. You know, Randy and Edge, like I just alluded to earlier. Um, I thought, I mean, I was really blown away by it. Everything. See Gallows and Anderson be evolved. Um also hearing about the news of them getting released this last week as I record this. Um total bummer, by the way. I'm such a fan of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um but you know, I think this is good for them. Um uh, the rest of the guys that got released, you know, I'm wasn't huge fans of. Um Zach Ryder, I, I admire. I really like Kurt Hawkins. Um you know, some of, the, like, a lot of those guys that got released. I'm not, did, I'm not sure if Kirk Hawkins got released, but I'll have to check that out again. But I know Zach Ryder did. Um, you know, I think they're going to get new opportunities somewhere else. Maybe AEW. Um, um, maybe uh, New Japan. I would like to see Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows go to AEW. I think that would be great. Um, I think they would flourish there. I think they need that type of tag team. They're in AEW. But I'll get back to those guys later. Uh, Get back to Mania in 36. um, It was just great to see, like I said, uh, Gals and Anderson there. You know, and it was just, it was just a good, man, I just, I was blown away by it. I really was blown away by it. And I was blown away by the, um, the Edge and Norton match. I know it was, uh, you know, supposed to be like a no-holds-bar type match and all that stuff, but Man, I was, I was, I I was entertained. I watched it. I mean, I watched it. It's hard to keep, pique my interest in a wrestling match these days. Um, I think I'm the opposite of a lot of wrestling fans. I don't want to watch a car crash every time. I want to watch, you know, matches like Angle, Michaels. You know, Um, I don't want to see a whole bunch of high spots. I don't. I don't want to watch a bunch of guys do a bunch of flips know that's pro wrestling these days, but it's not my thing. I, I'm not into. I want to watch some holds. I want to watch. You know, am not. Um, people don't really mention his name, but I love the Benoit angle match at WrestleMania. Um, I think it was it WrestleMania 17. You know that? Oh my God! That what what a grappling match! I want to watch that stuff. I love that type of wrestling. Hold for hold, it's different. I think guys should bring some of that stuff back. Anyway, but I love the Edge-Randy match. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Masterfully done, um, given the circumstances. I don't, But I don't think... I mean, I think that match really did need fans because it was so personal. You know what I'm saying? Like... I think it was going to be just one of those... Okay, this is going to be an ass kicking, you know. Just they're just going to beat the holy shit out of each other, and they did. I mean, they went throughout the PC, and uh, I mean, it was great, man. I I enjoyed it. It it kept my interest throughout the match, and um, you know, I was thoroughly impressed with the, you know, uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, man. I was like what am I watching? You know, like thank god I wasn't high. <laughs> At first I was like what the fuck am I watching? Man, I got into it. And I tell you what, seeing Cena in the NWO black and white was kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was really cool because you kind of got a chance to see it like ah, oh, that's really fucking cool. I'm sorry, but that I just thought that was one of the coolest fucking things, uh, watching that. But, uh, yeah, man, WrestleMania 36. um, I think it's always going to have an asterisk to it. I don't think it's going to be one that's going to be looked at as, oh, my God, you know, this is one of the best WrestleMania's. Because given the circumstances, and guys, let me tell you, like, I totally understand, you know, the COVID-19 stuff. And, I mean... It is serious business. What, whatever your you know personal feelings are about COVID nineteen, um, it needs to be taken serious. You know, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that I'm very close to, have immune problems, um, have immune issues, and it can be very deadly for them. My mother and my stepmother are included in that. Um, you know, my stepmother battles sarcoidosis, um, which is an immune disease. My mother um, has this uh, disease called vasculitis. It's inflammation in her eye. And it's, you know, hey, you know, stay home. Um, they stay save lives. You know, my mom's alive. My stepmom's alive. Um, my sister's alive. My sister is battling MS as I speak, you know. And she's one of the strongest women I've ever met. You know, just stay home. I mean, I get it. Like whether you agree with it or you don't, do your best. I mean, well we all we can do is get through this together. So anyway, um, moving on. So we had WrestleMania 36. So you know, I always feel like after WrestleMania, it's always kind of like a downer. Yeah, what now? You're kind of just looking for SummerSlam. Then you're looking for Survivor Season, looking for Rumble or, you know, the Superstar Sh- or Super Showdown or whatever that they do. And they go to Saudi or even Australia. You're kind of looking for those big matches. Um, you know, I was, I'm still looking forward to NXT takeover. Um, you know, I. But I want to talk about the superstars being released to the WWE. You know, I'm really shocked. I was surprised by this. You know, I mean, because as well, I mean, right now, I don't think there's a better time for wrestling. Um, Wrestling is, I wouldn't say it's on fire, but, or it's super mainstream. But there's a lot of avenues to watch wrestling nowadays. I mean, you could watch it. On TNT, it's on USA. And you could watch it on YouTube. I mean, there's just so many. There's just so many possibilities to watch professional wrestling now. There's just uh, so much content. So that's what I mean. Like, there's just so much time that you could watch wrestling. And it's great. It's really great. Um, you know, I, I think. With AEW now, it's making WWE. Um, it's kind of forcing their hand a little bit. So like, hey, man, like you know, it's competition, and I think that's great. You know, I think I've always, I think I always will be a WWE guy or WWF guy in my heart. But I love professional wrestling, you know. And yeah, there's times where I've uh, I've had my like just ah, what are we doing? You know what are we doing? What are we doing? WWE, come on! This is crap. You know, I just now, you know, I'm 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 really I'm really happy about where the business is going. You know, I'm a big fan of NXT. I love NXT. I I mean, if I had the opportunity to watch wrestling or WWE or NXT, I'm watching NXT. If I had to pick one, it's NXT all day, every day. Um, I love AEW. Uh, I, I mean, I'm so blown away by what they've been doing, and I shouldn't be blown away by um, by Jericho, but you know, I'm gonna get on him because you know he's actually one of those people that inspired me to do a podcast. He's inspired me to um, do a lot of things. And, um, I think it's just, you know, fitting for me to take this time to thank him, you know, Mr. Jericho, if you're listening, <laughs> um, um, but no, man, I, I think he's been doing some of his best work it is right now. And, you know, I had this talk with a buddy of mine who's an avid wrestling fan too. Shout out to Coach Wagg. Um, you know he's like i said like, man is he is he the goat is he the goat i mean is there has there ever been another wrestler who has totally like transformed into totally different characters like he came in and you know he was the corazon de leon lionheart um you know and then he was you know holic and the heel jericho and wcw Um, with, like, you know, like he said, he had an acid tongue. Um, then he comes, he's Y2J, you know, kind of similar to what he was in WCW. And then he turns heel, and he's a face, and then, you know, he's just so many different characters, you know, and when he comes back, you know, he's always, he's always evolving, he's always changing, you know, and... Every time I watch Jericho, I'm always entertained. I'm always entertained, whether he had the list or he was the suit and tie Jericho with the, you know, the big, you know, words and looks like he just spent three hours in the Webster's dictionary, you know, before he did a promo. I mean, you know, just the, I mean, just the details, man. Like he, he's so good. He's so good. And this is just coming from a fan. I don't have any professional knowledge of the business. I don't. I'm not one of the boys. But I I think I I believe I get professional wrestling. Um I wish like I said it before I wish I could do it, but man, Jericho. Hey, I, I got to tell you a Jericho story. So, when I was oh, let's say about 11 or 10 or 11, somewhere around there. WWE is at the Spokane Arena in Spokane, Washington. I'm from Washington State, and my mom lived in Moses Lake at the time, which like ah, might be like a two-hour drive from um, Moses Lake to Spokane. It's like two hours, I think. I don't, I don't remember. But I was up with my mom, I think, for that week, and her boyfriend at the time and her son um, were with us. And her her boyfriend's son um, and I, we went to the wrestling. And we went by ourselves. He was a little bit older than I was. I think he was like 17 or whatever. And you know, I was a big, you know, 10, 11-year-old. I was probably almost 6 foot at the time. <laughs> big boy. Still am. And, uh, you know, I, we started so watching wrestling. Man, I, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I do remember this moment. So I was, like, ringside, Jericho's walking in. I had was a huge Jericho fan, huge Benoit fan. Um, You know, (laughs) and I had this Y2J, like, you know, crowd sign or whatever. And he takes it and tears it in half. I'm, like, bummed. And he's, like, security, get him out of here. I'm, like, oh, like, what did I do? So I'm thinking, like, I'm in trouble, you know, um... And so I'm like, like in the back and like security, you know, I'm like, you know, almost into tears, dude, almost in into tears. So Jericho gets on with his match. He comes back. He, dude, he takes a picture of me and starts talking to me. I think I got like a free shirt or something. I, I don't remember what happened, but I do remember meeting Jericho that one time. And dude, blown away. I've been the biggest holic ever since. Huge fan. Um. So everything he does, man, I think is gold. Uh, so I may be looking at that as, um, you know, a bias. But, I, you know, I really think there's never been a wrestler that's ha, has ever, you know, changed so drastically um, his character to totally different things. Like, I mean, even now, like, his, his song, Judas, is over. And the wrestling, man. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, most wrestling fans are probably gonna listen to it because, like, oh my god, Chris Jericho singing. This gotta be cool. But Judas is a great song. That whole album's great. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Jericho fan. It's a great. It's a good song. It's a. It's catchy. You know, I'll catch myself saying it every once in a while. And it's over. It is over. He gets everything over. That's why. You know, is so smart putting those guys with him. Sammy Guevara, who's, you know, I think is going to be a, a fucking stud. I really do. Um, Jericho makes everybody better. He really does. And that's the marker of a true great. He's such a great worker. You know, people like ragging on him for his appearance. Ah, it looks like he got a little fat. Like Ah, well, be dead he does. Who cares? You know? He's what fifty something years old. He looks better than I do. I'm thirty one. You know, um, dude. I, I'm I, anything Jericho does is gold. in professionalism. There's not. I don't. He's up there with the greats of all time. I mean, obviously, I think Rick's number one, and I think Sean's number two. Jericho's up there. He has to be. I know he hasn't won thirteen titles, and and look. Triple H is my favorite wrestler of all time. Always has been. Always will be. Hunter is always my number one. I just loved his look. Loved his work style. Uh, I just loved his passion. You could tell for the business. Um, but Jericho has got to be... I think Jericho's ahead of him now. I really do. I think he's ahead of, I think he's ahead of Bret Hart. Um, I... Th- i don't know if he's head of hogan or austin or the rock but he's fighting tooth and nail for it i mean every every time i see jericho he just makes me want to like just put him at the top i don't know if if i could fight it anymore yeah i know rick's you know the 16-time world champ and he's one of my heroes and i look up to rick so much but how can you not put Jericho in that conversation As much as he evolves He's the, one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time My favorite title by the way um, Was the IWGP IC champion First ever AEW champion First ever undisputed, undisputed champion It's huge That is huge He's had huge moments He's had Wrestlemania moments He's done it all well, I mean, what has he not done in professional wrestling? What, he hasn't won the Royal Rumble? Okay, whatever. I mean, so what? Did The Rock win the Royal Rumble? Oh, yeah, he won it in 2000. But, I mean, does it, is it really that big of a deal if he wins the Royal Rumble? Has Bret Hart won the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. That's like the only thing I can think of that he's never accomplished. The guy is, he's pushing GOAT status, man. He may be the greatest of all time when it's all said and done. He's heading that way. You know? And another guy in AEW that I'm super, oh, by, by the way, <laughs> something I need to get off my chest. has been bugging me. So, obviously, AEW guys, they're a little smaller. So, they're a little smaller compared to some of the WWE guys. No. Doesn't, I don't care, it doesn't bug me. You know, I was like, I remember watching, you know, Hangman Page do like this, you know, his like flip lariat, you know, clothesline. You know, shout out, to, uh, shout out to Hangman Page, by the way. Stud, I think the guy's gonna be a huge star. Phenomenal athlete. But they're like, oh my God, you know, for a man his size to be able to do that, I'm like, dude, he's like six foot. Two thirty, maybe two forty. Not a big dude. Like he's an average size guy. I mean, he's a big dude, probably to the everyday people. But like in the professional wrestling, he's not a big man. You know, Roman Reigns is way more athletic than him. I mean, you see that drive by thing. I mean, dude, he gets up there. Um, but I'm, I'm not hating on Adam pa- or um um Hangman Page at all. Not, I think the guy's a stud. Love his work. Love his gimmick. Cowboy shit. That's awesome, man. I love it. Just, you know, I get it, but you know, is do I think he's a pretty good athlete? Yeah, hell yeah, I think he's a great athlete. But I mean, don't sit there and act like he's for a man who stars. I mean, dude, he's really not that big. Uh, I mean uh, You know if you really want to get an athlete Serious athlete Brock Lesnar I've never seen a man move like that 6'3", what, 290 pounds, 280 pounds He is a fucking athlete That's a real athlete See a guy move like that Braun Strowman See him kip up at what, six eight three hundred and forty 340 pounds? I mean, that's crazy. Do I think in AEW the wrestling is better? Yes and no. Do I think they come? They have some of the best matches? Oh, yeah, I think they have great matches. Cody, Dustin, phenomenal match. Should be match of the year of last year. I mean, it was just amazing match. I don't know if it was or not. If it is, you know, send your hate tweets at... At Craig Gorbeck on Twitter. Um, I, you know, they have great matches. But, you know, I, what I really love about AEW is seeing some of these young guys really get the opportunity to blossom. And there's, I, there's a lot of greenness to some of the, the matches and some of the young girls. Yeah, of course. I mean, those guys are really green. But, you know, I, I think AEW is in phenomenal hands with Cody. I really do. Cody is... Oh, he's done such a great job. I mean, I'm so blown away by the show. And I mean, it's Destination Television for me every Wednesday night to watch AEW. I think it is... What I, if, if I'm a wrestling fan, dude, I'm watching AEW. It is so good. Um, I am just super content. I love everything Cody's doing. I think he's great, man. I really do. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. The storylines, and I like that he didn't book himself on top right away, you know. Um, I would love to kind of see that, that heel, Cody. You know, on top, you know, kind of like an authority-type role, I would say. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I like what he's doing now. And you got the best heel in the business, MJF. The dude's a real heel. He's a real heel. I enjoy watching him. I think he's great. Um, I think I, I, all those they have so many players there, so many players. I mean, even with these WWE releases, if, you know, Zack Ryder or Matt Cardova could go over there or Gallows and Harrison could go over there, that would be great. I think Gallows and Harrison would add to them, like I was talking about earlier. I think they would add to that tag team division. Or the Revival. I think the Revival would add stuff to them, too. I really do. Revival would add a lot of... um, like old school type tag team wrestling. I mean, it's the. I mean, you look at the tag team division there. It's a lot of flips and high flying stuff, which is fine. You know, I mean, I know that's the way wrestling is nowadays, but look, why not have something different? Something that's low to the ground, you know, like work a body part like um, Arn and Tully used to. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be a bad, bad, bad idea. Um, you know, Gallows and Harrison would be a great fit there, too. Um, I think they bring us similar characteristics to... that. That would be a great tag team there. I don't... F- I think they're kind of shackled because of how WWE runs everything. I think they just need to let them be creative and be their own guys. Do I think that being the badass and stuff will work for them? Yeah, I mean, I think it worked for them in New Japan. But I think if, if I'm AEW, I'm letting them be creative and be use their humor. Because, man, if they're on a podcast, dude, I'm listening to them. They're absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, it's, to me, I, I am such fans of those guys. I love their work in New Japan with the Bullet Club. I loved it when they came in to the WWE. They had a nice little run there. They won tag the team titles a few times. They were in the, the Balor Club and then the OC. I don't think they really, I really would like to have seen Finn, AJ, and Gals and Anderson do their own club. I think that would be cool. Um, obviously AJ on top or Finn on top, whatever. And like have them be like in the secondary title um, but obviously we're not gonna be able to see that. But uh, you know, it's wishful thinking. Something you could do on your WWE Two K Twenty if you know if you play that game. You know, and another thing too. Um, an, you know, another group that I like and I hope gets maybe stay in NXT forever would be cool. But speed Speeder, I'm really f- big fans of them. I'm, I love Adam Cole. That guy is a bona fide stud, he really is. And um, shout out to Enzo More, bonafide stud and a certified G. You can't teach that. Um, shout out to Enzo, um, but yeah, man, I, I, dude, I think he's good. I think he's so good. I, and I love Kyle Riley. He's got such an awkward, different, you know, style, and Roderick Strong the. You know just a great worker, you could tell he's just so good, you know I just I love that whole group I mean, they need to push those guys even more, you know, like the four horsemen. I would love to see that I really would, but yeah, man, um, there's really not much coming up uh in the wrestling world, um you know, I think everything with this covid nineteen a lot of things are being you know taped and they have tapings i don't think they're doing any more AEW tapings i know i mean they have enough for the next couple i think weeks and stuff until this whole stuff kind of eases off but you know there'll be more to talk about man um i will come having episode two come out soon i think i'm gonna do um a profile um let me know what you guys want to me to talk about it could be really thinking about doing one on jericho um and uh we'll go from there man so i hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of the bump and feed with craig g and um i will catch at you later bye